Welcome to another episode of The Coiling Solution, where we empower you with awareness and actionable insights. Believe it or not, more than 20 million people at this juncture have filed for unemployment in the United States alone. And recent numbers suggest that by the end of the year, almost 40 million people may be evicted from their homes. Right now, when you think about that, it's not only about how you prepare for the rest of this year in terms of finding unemployment or creating sources of income. This is a must-do-now situation for so many folks. And so today's episode is going to be about how do you do that? How do you create multiple streams of income? And I have with me a very good friend, somebody I've had the chance to work with, to observe, to learn from as I was starting in my executive role at Legal Shield. my good friend, Mr. Darnell Self. Darnell, how you doing, brother? Man, things are amazing. I appreciate you asking, and uh, it's an honor to be here uh, with your with your audience and on this podcast. And man, so good to see you. And if you think about this, we were supposed to do this in 2018 in wow. Jamaica, right? Wow. Right. We were supposed to do this wow. in Jamaica, and we, we didn't get a chance to do it. So um, right. good, good chance to, to finally catch up and do this. So let me do this uh, introduction, man, appropriately so everyone uh, knows who you are, man. And, and, and uh, you can sit back for a second. So um, can I help... Can I help you find anything? Was a phrase Darnell said dozens of times of day for nine years while working at a men's and women's clothing store in the mall. At the age of 25, Darnell was tired of the 60 to 80 hour work weeks and virtually no weekends off that came with retail management. He was motivated to make a change and unknowingly joined the direct sales industry. Darnell was intrigued by the unlimited earning potential and time flexibility. After three years of gaining hard knocks, direct selling experience, and simultaneously losing finances, family support, and even faith in himself, Darnell started to gain some traction. Mr. Self joined the current direct sales company at 28 years old and was blessed to build an immensely successful organization. At 29 years old, his wife Tracy was able to resign from her job and has been a stay-at-home mom for 20 years. The sales organization produced 46-figure ring earners before he turned 40 years old. He's personally earned millions of dollars. However, he is most excitedly, excuse me, mostly excited about the hundreds of millions his team has earned. Mr. Self's business leadership has been hailed by the National Black Chamber of Commerce, the largest minority business entity in the world. In 2004 and again in 2013, the NBCC recognized Darnell Self with its natural, excuse me, National Entrepreneur of the Year Award. He is a mentor to thousands of striving entrepreneurs and has been asked to share his expertise with business students on several university platforms, including Washington Adventist University and Dartmouth Black Business Association at Dartmouth College. Darnell Self is without a doubt a living legend in the direct selling industry with a team of over 300,000 entrepreneurs. Let me say that again. 300,000 entrepreneurs. He has cultivated a team culture worthy of being mimicked by those who want to create an environment in which people can't imagine leaving. Mr. Self also has a passion for charity work. He and his best friend, Mike Humes, have created a nonprofit organization that allows them to generously donate their time and monetary support. Their nonprofit has assisted in the Haiti relief, provided clothes to thousands that are less fortunate, fed villages in the Dominican Republic, provided Christmas gifts to children from underprivileged schools in the District of Columbia, and supported the construction of an all-girl orphanage in Guatemala and a host of other notable deeds. Again, welcome my friend, Mr. Darnell Self. <laughs> Mr. Self. <laughs> Man, 
that makes me feel like I'm 50 years old. I am 50, but listening to that, I'm like, man, that's that's uh, when you say words like legend, you know, it's like OG, right? Yeah, right. Like, like you have to be a certain age. I had to so, get a. I, I appreciate the kind words, my friend, but it did make me feel a little older. <laughs> hey, brother, listen. Everybody says, man, I have to do a shorter version of the bio or something. Okay, <laughs> listen, I read the whole thing so people can understand the scar tissue. And you go, there's some scar tissue there, man. Yeah, no doubt. Right? You've no learned doubt. some things, man. So, um, one, happy you're here. Two, I can't um, express enough. Uh, I love when I have people I've had the chance to spend time with, observe, and see a part of their journey. You know what I mean? So, it's one thing when you have people on your on your podcast and, and actually I've been blessed. Most of the people that have been on the podcast I've actually spent a lot of time with. There have been very few people I haven't. So it's good that I can really um testify to their work. So let me just say that up front that um I've been able to see your work and I've been I've been blessed by it. Um I remember early on joining uh the organization man just being able to spend time with you and you educate me on a lot of those different things. So one thank you for that. Let me start here because I like to let people uh, get get personal early on. And this is going to be tremendously hard for you. And you've got to think about this from the perspective of those 300,000 entrepreneurs that are going to be listening to this. So think hard, brother. Think hard. What is one thing that you can share that most people don't know about you? Now, before you answer, I need you to think about all those one-on-ones, all those group meetings, hundreds of presentations you've done annually. On stage, sharing stories, because you I, I've watched you. You get personal, man. You you draw people in through stories. That's a part of what you do. Right, right. <laughs> so you got to come up with something that you have not really shared. Yeah, that's tough. I know. So because <laughs> almost every uh, talk I give, uh, I dig deep and share a story. Like I'm a big storyteller. I know. Right. And so I've, I've shared almost every story that I've ever had. I just related to business. So, so if you think um, about that, the only option you have is something <laughs> you haven't wanted to share or something that's probably happened in the last 24 to 48 hours. That's the only Man. option you, you probably had, right? One of those Man. two options. That's true. Uh, I had a few things I don't think I've, I've ever shared. So I have a mustache now, so you can't really see it. But there's a split in my lip. Like, literally, my top hmm. lip was split into two lips. So I had three lips. My bottom lip and my top lip were, like, two separate lips because I, when I was younger, I've always had big dogs growing up. I don't, I don't even have any pets now. But I had a Doberman pit, pincher mm-hmm. um, named Thor. And he was the pick of the litter, um, you know, big paw, so I knew he was going to be huge. Right. And so he was so big, James, that when he stood up on his hind legs, his paws were on my shoulder and his head was above mine. Wow. So it was a huge dog, kind dog, but very intimidating. Right, right. So one day I'm playing with him and we're just like, just playing around boxing, you know, wrestling. And he stands up and he pushes his, his paws against my chest. And he's so big, it made me lose my balance. Mm. And when I'm falling backwards, I turn to see where I'm falling to catch myself, but it's a glass table. Oh, man. Oh, man. So it's nothing I could do except do like this and go right through the glass table. Oh, man. And when I stood up, my lip was split. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, it was just like draining, man. How old were you? Uh, at that time, I was uh, 12. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, 12 years old, man. Gotcha. And ran upstairs. My mother's like, whoa, my, you know, just blood. She was going crazy. And so um, 
So I kind of like it at the start of Hill because I'm a suburban guy. So I didn't grow up in the city. I'm like a big nerd. Yeah. Right. So but it made me look kind of tough. So right. like my friends were like, dude, man, you was in a fight. I was like, yeah, man. Like, you know, <laughs> I, was in, I got pushed to a glass table for my dog. The dog, the dog but, took uh, me down. <laughs> so, oh, uh, that's so good. That's what most folks don't know, man, is that, you know, I've grown up with big dogs and uh, I've got a lot of my scars came from crazy stuff I've done in my life, including messing with my big dog. Gotcha. Now, when you say grew up in the suburbs, what, what suburbs? So I grew up in uh, Prince George's County, right, uh, which is right outside of Washington D.C. Okay, gotcha. And so, yep. So I so I so I grew up there and born and raised. And guess what? Still live in Prince George's County. Yeah. Yep. I live literally 15 minutes away from where I grew up. But travel all around the world and still yeah. 15 minutes yeah. away. It's home, man. No Look place at that. Like home. Look yep. at that. So when you think about your story, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know, and you've told your story dozens of times. I mean, hundreds of times. But hearing it probably feels different on the other side, right? Think about what I said, you know, 20 million people filed for unemployment, many of which were probably in some extent in um, jobs like, uh, you know, service industries and things like that are wondering when they can go back. There are no near-term signs that they can go back, right? This, this whole thing seems to be spiraling a bit. And a lot of folks you know, often think about how to, how can I go into something? Maybe I can use my gifts and talents, right? And do something and, and generate income. You've helped again, thousands upon thousands, man, 300,000 plus entrepreneurs. But the thing I, I would press upon a little bit is you've also seen people come in and come out, dabble in, dabble out a little bit. Talk a little bit about that transition process in terms of how it starts Right. And starts to gain a little traction. How do you even start to think through going into your own business? Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, every business that I've ever participated with that I've had success with, um, I've had mentorship. Right. So and I think that's critical because if you're going into an unknown, right, an unknown market, unknown business, and sure, sure you're going to do your research and you know, find out what your market uh, looks like, uh, your mm-hmm. target audience, all those things. Um, but it's great to say, you know, who's successful in that in that space already, right? And, and and if if you can be coached, then that's not always possible. But if you can be coached or be a part of a a team where your inner circle has had some success in the same endeavor you're embarking upon. That would be, you know, first choice. Mm-hmm. But even if it's, let's say, I'm, I'm talking to someone who's very successful in real estate, and I'm not getting started with real estate, but yet I am getting started in 1099 business, right? right? So real estate, you know, you make as much money as, as obviously the houses you sell, and um, or if you're flipping houses, investing, it's different, different, obviously different parts of real estate. But let's just say you're selling homes, so you're getting a 1099 income. So if I'm participating in a 1099 income, I'd want to at least talk to someone who's kind of who survived in that Mm -hmm. that same type of income so I can kind of figure out, okay, what should I expect? You know, if if you had to do it all again, you know, how would you do it? So I think mentorship is key. It certainly has has helped me out uh, big time because it's allowed me to, one, not have to reinvent the wheel, right? Two ways of learning. Yourself, hard knocks. And two, learn from other people and learn from their mistakes so you can avoid those pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's key, right? A lot of times people are like, well, I'm going to try. I'm going to give this a shot. You only have to try something that's never been done before. Right. You don't have to try it. If it's been done, all you have to do is, is find someone who's done it successfully, do what they've done, and you can get what they have. Absolutely. 
do have to have that work ethic. You do have to be coachable because uh, if you have, if you find a mentor, but you're not coachable, what good is the mentor? If they tell you to do something, you go ahead and do it your own way anyway. Absolutely. So I, I would say anything you're going to step out and do, um, finding a mentor would, would be the first step. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's so good what you said too. You, you don't have to try if it's already been done. I had, a, I had someone used to say this, you know, we used to always say that, uh, what experience is the best teacher. Yeah. And uh, my, 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 my uh, old pastor Chuck used to say, his dad always said, no, well, not really. Um, wisdom is learning from someone else's experience. That's exactly right. Okay. So you don't, I, I don't need to get burned. <laughs> yep. I understand yeah. if you can tell me, tell me yeah, about exactly. it. You, look, my, mama said the stove was hot, but guess what? Some people still got it. They still got to test it themselves. Exactly. Like, hey, if you say it's hot, you got burns to show me it was hot. <laughs> I believe <good>. you. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you. Absolutely. Yeah. So talk about, you know, the fact that you had to, um, the fact that you mentioned coachability uh, is interesting, right? Talk talk about coachability and what you've seen in terms of um, folks being coachable or not. Is that yeah. a threshold issue? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I think what happens too, James, it's, and it's funny because sometimes people say I'm coachable, mm-hmm. but they have not properly defined coachability, mm. Right. And so and so and so they don't know. And, it, and it's OK. Right. Because you don't know what you don't know. Sure. I'm, I'm very careful um, to be judgmental when people are stepping into a place that's outside their comfort zone, because it takes a lot to, to first of all, step out and do something you've never done before. Absolutely. And the worst thing you can do to a budding entrepreneur, someone who's used to W2, used to two weeks check, two weeks check, is to beat them down when they make their mistakes. Absolutely. Right. Because because show me someone who's never failed and I show you a failure. Right. Bottom line, right? Absolutely. So, so already know they're going to fail. The key is to to try to inoculate them so that when they do fall down, they realize that that was a part of them succeeding, mm, right? It mm. was a it was a, an, a a critical step. It was a part of the process, right? It, it does not mean that they're failing. It means that now they have a signpost, so they know mm. left is not the right way, right? It's, so, so these are all necessary things, right? So, um, so so to to, to answer the question. Coachability is not doing what you already think you should do because it doesn't require coachability to do that. Mm, mm. Coachability is when you think that perhaps that doesn't sound right, but you still do it. That's when it takes <laughs> coachability. Right, right, right. You're like, um, I don't, I don't see it. It's like, remember, uh, Mr. Miyagi was telling the karate kid yes. to wax. Yes. And he's like, why am I waxing a car? But then later on, he realized that was the offense and defense he needed. Absolutely. Right. So it's that same thing. So I find folks, I'm like, hey, I, I know how to help people succeed in the direct selling industry. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I, I, I can do it in my sleep because I've been doing it for so for 25 years of my life. Right? Right. 50, so from 25 to 50. All I've been doing is direct sales full time. Right. In one company for the last 22 years. Right. So so I know it. Right. Anything cold. you've done, no, cold. Know, right. you know, absolutely. And so what happens is, is that you know, I share with folks who've not made a dollar yet. Check this out, James. Like, they haven't literally made one dollar. Right. right. made millions and millions of dollars. And I'm like, all right, so step one, who's going to be like, I hear you, Mrs. Sell, but, like, they're questioning. And I'm, I, I want to say so badly, why right. would you go with what you think when I'm already telling you this is not just for me, but I can show you mm. my track record, by the way. Like, if it was me, you could say you're lucky, you got the gift of gab, you've been good at sales, you got started at the right time. But I can dispel all those myths and still tell you this is why. And so, so coachability is not just doing what mm. you think you should do; it's doing what you don't think you should do because a mentor told you to do it. That's, That's good. Coaching. That is so good, man. There is so much in there. So one, this that defining coachability, right? And I love that doing 
what you don't think you should do. Um, wow, that's good. The second thing you said in there, was, which is so interesting, um, I already know they're going to fail. Yeah. But I'm trying to inoculate them, right? And so in there is almost an implied point of they fail at their regular W-2 job as well. Yeah. But it doesn't hurt as bad because they still get paid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that good? That is so good, man. Right? Yeah. Because if I fail there, they know I'm going to fail too, but they still pay me. And failure is a part of that journey. And it's expected because I'm learning until I get the rhythm. Right? But here, man, failure could almost make me just stop and say, I'll go yeah. back to something yeah. else I know. Yeah. You know why? You know what happens? Because people forget that. You know, they should be using failure as a verb, not mm. as a noun, right? So it's mm. not a destination. It's ongoing. You're going to continue. to fail. If you're going to reach a higher level, you're failing. It's a verb. It's action. So you're moving forward. It's okay. You're moving. It's progressive. Yeah. Right? So it's progressive realization. It's hard to realize what you did wrong until you failed at it. Yeah. You're that's like, good. oh, I'm not going to do that. So it's progressive. And that's okay. You're moving forward, right? 1% better. You right. just get 1%. That's all. And so and so people look at failure as this destination. Like, man, I tried that before. It didn't work for me. Right. I wasn't a de- you dated before. So that you're good. <laughs> you know, you right. You're, right. You're good. right. Right. No, it's OK. Just don't break. Just don't bring it forward. Exactly. Exactly. You, you know I mean? Learn from it. Keep moving. So, yeah, that's the and that. And so all of this is about being coachable. Right. Yes. Because what you and I are talking about right now is people stepping out because of unemployment levels, because of you know, the, the potential eviction numbers, which are just scary to me when you mention those numbers. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's about, hey, look, how do I find something that can be reoccurring mm-hmm. that I can bring in extra? Exactly. That be your main thing, extra, right? Multiple streams of income. And so that's why it's so critical to realize, yes, you're going to bump your head. Yes, but you bumped your head your job. That was brilliant. You're absolutely right. But here's the thing I love about uh, a lot of... Um, additional opportunities here in America. Let me just speak to North America. Okay. Right. Because, you know, there's a free enterprise system, right. A lot of resources. And so there's nothing holding us back except us. We're, we're our self, we have this self-imposed barrier, no intended, no pun intended on my last name, but there's a self-imposed barrier. Right. And so the only reason we haven't succeeded to a level that we desire is because we, it's what we think about us. And the moment we think about ourselves, how God sees us, Mm -hmm. we're unlimited. That's right. 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 And so the the problem is, is that it's how we see ourselves. Number one. And number two is what we think about what other people think about us. Two big things that I've seen hold budding entrepreneurs back. Mm. You think something like skill set. Yes. Knowledge. Mm -hmm. Everybody holds holds people back. You can get someone a book and they can read it and still not succeed. You can send them to a seminar. They come up from the seminar excited and still not succeed. Yeah. It was not the knowledge. Right. It's not the skill set. I can teach anyone the skill set. Right. But it's all here. Yeah. That second one, what what people perceive other people think about them. You can add, yeah. you can see that take hold. Yeah, I see it. You see, I it. see it. Let me tell you how I see it. One day you talk to someone, they're like, oh, my gosh, I had this dream. I'm supposed to be doing something bigger. I'm supposed to be doing something greater. Right. Like even if there's less money, they can no longer because they know Les Brown says once your mind's expanded, it can't go back. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So they know now they've been called to do something greater. Right. And, and, and so. That day they talked to you, James. They're like, James, I, just, I had to call you, man, because I had to share this with you, man. Right. I got this, you know, this revelation, like they're on it. Two days later, sometimes 20 minutes later, they're like, yeah, man, I was just thinking, I probably, you know, don't really have the time for it, right? It's not a good season for me. You yeah, absolutely. And you know what happened? Yes. They, talked, they, they shared it with somebody. Yes. Who said, hey, there's a lot of other people already doing that. 
You know what I mean? Or, hey, you know, your uncle did something like that, right? They're talking to someone and allowing them to coach them, but that coach has never played the game. That's right. That's right. And this should not be weird to people that that's going to happen, right? Because, gosh, I mean, it's in so many places, even, even just scripturally, that you're a peculiar people. That word peculiar, you're peculiar people. It's not going to be popular, right? You, you should know this. You, you have to be the salt of the earth, right? I mean, salt is small, right? It can't be seen on, on food, right? Um, just so many things that we get that are signs that you're going to be unique. Uh, yeah. and, and you should not look for massive validation, uh, exactly. and, and we used to say this at the end of conferences, right? I mean, you remember this. I, I know I would say at the end of some of the, uh, the the business solution conferences, you are fired up now and you're going to head to the airport fired up. You're going to be writing down things in the car together, slapping your hands. You got plans, new goals. You're going to get on that plane, get off the plane, get your bags, be on the way home. And you're going to walk through the door and somebody's going to say some things to you. Yeah. And your plans are going to start to dissipate. Yeah. Right. And if you don't gird your loins for that moment, yeah, you, you're going to lose it all. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. And that's why you know, we were talking about coachability, you know, having a mentor. Um, the second thing to that, you know, for anyone who's thinking about creating additional cash flow um, from owning a side hustle, as they call it nowadays, not necessarily uh, a side job. Right. But something that generates extra income is going to have you have to have accountability. Yeah. So now you have to have a mentor. You have to have a, it could be a spouse, it could be a best friend, Absolutely. it could be a business partner, but you got to have accountability, Absolutely. right? Because it's so easy for us to say, uh, I mean, I don't, just don't feel like it today. Well, listen, you got to do the thing you don't feel like doing. Those, that, that defines the difference between those who succeed massively and those who don't. When you do it when you don't feel like it, guess what, James? The funny thing is, I used to manage a retail store, right? You talked about that in my bio. I used to say, "Can I help you?" That was my thing when everybody walked into my store, right? And the crazy thing is, is that I used to suffer from migraines, right? A long time ago. I don't anymore, thank God. But I used to go to work for somebody else with a migraine. But when I started as an entrepreneur and I had a headache, right. I was like, oh, I'm just going to lay down for the day. But when I had my job, I didn't lay down. Why? I, was, I managed the store. I couldn't lay down. Exactly. So hold on. The same headache, I would go build someone else's dream. I won't build my own dream. How does that make sense? Exactly. Exactly. No, I'm not, I'm, saying, I'm not saying that I should. I'm not being insensitive to those who have migraines. I know what it's like. Like, you got to be in the dark. It's, it's horrible. Yes. But all I'm saying is that if I did it for somebody else. Right. That's all I'm saying. How much more should you do it for yourself? Especially, especially if you're going to build something that is generational wealth. Yeah. Right? You have the yeah. opportunity to build generational wealth. How much more? Yes. Yeah, man. So that's, so that's, so that's why I can't, if I didn't have accountability, I, I would not be where I'm in the, where I yeah. am today. I promise you, I would have told myself plenty of times, uh, I'll do it tomorrow. Excellent. I'll do it next week. Absolutely. I'll do it next month. Before you know it, it's next year. Right. And then it never happens. And you think at 50 or 60, man, I should have, if I was 20, if I was doing it all again, because I know you get those questions in the interviews. If you, were to do, if you were James or so at 20, <laughs> you tell that James or so today, right? That's a right. famous interview question. Exactly. So, yeah. No, yeah. that's good. That's good. So that so that that goes right into something I was going to ask you next, which is from a personal development perspective, right? How do you think about, you know, those coaches? So they come in to your point, they may not have the proper definition of coachability, but let's just say they're they're okay. They're not necessarily questioning you. They take the steps you give them, right, in a systematic way and they start executing on, on them. How do you think about their personal development journey? How do you think about building them up? Yeah. So um, it is 
it, in most businesses, you're dealing with people, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're dealing with people. So if you own your own business, you need clients, you need an audience, right? Um, people to purchase your services, your products, um, to view uh, your mastermind events, your, you know, wh- whatever it is you're doing. So if that's the case, because you're dealing with people, right. and people are unique, right? peculiar, interesting, <laughs> right? It's a bunch of words for us, all are, right? right? And because of that, uh, I found that it is critical, like essential, yes. not optional, yes. that we grow ourselves because it's not what's going to happen to you, it's how do you respond. And most people have heard that before, but you will be tested. And here's how you know whether you've grown or not, because in business, there are ebbs and flows. Absolutely. There's peaks and valleys, Absolutely. right? Who tells you it's not, they're lying, right? So there, there, there's, there's peaks and valleys, right? And so um, the key is in your valley time, to have a mountaintop attitude. Yes. Right? And, and how do you do that without personal development? So the things that happened to me today are the same things that happened to me 10, 20 years ago. Yes. The difference is not my money. The difference is my attitude. Right. It's how fast I bounce back. Right. That's why personal development is so important because I've seen people, and you too, James, and I know your audience has seen this. You know people that hold on to the same thing for a long time. Absolutely. Something happens to them that morning on their way into work. Absolutely. Somebody cuts them off. And when they get to the job, the first person they see, let me tell you what this fool did today. Absolutely. At lunch. Hey, did I tell you what happened to me this morning? Right. At dinner when they get home to their spouse. Did I tell you what happened to me this morning, baby? The next week. Hey. Did I, right? And people care for years. Hey, I'll never forget in 1999, <laughs> man. This person pissed me off. Exactly. Dude, that was 20. You still holding on to that? People right. hold on to the relationship. They hold, and I'm like... But and then certain people seconds they're like I don't even remember right I don't, because they're so forgiving they've allowed themselves to let stuff go this is exactly. what personal development has done right so that's why it's so key in business dealing with people and the worst thing is to um to to interact with your potential your next potential client yeah your next to sign the next deal and you brought with you the challenge the 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 burden right. of something you just dealt with. And you don't come across as we should because we're still, we got this burden and we're like, yeah, I just wanted to talk, right? We don't, we're not, we're Absolutely. not sure what we need to be because we're bringing everything forward. That's why personal development is key. Absolutely. So we all need it. We all need it. And I, you know, I just want to add something, something you said in, uh, cause I think it just fits here. When you understand your purpose and you understand your gifts and your talents, those things just become distractions and hurdles that you're willing to push to the side. You're yeah. like, ah, distraction, keep moving, yeah. hurdle, jumped, keep moving. You don't dwell on them, right? Yeah. You just keep moving. Grace, yeah. mercy, keep going. Mm, got it. Mm, thank you. Sorry. Keep, you just keep going, right? Because because yeah. you're when you're focused on that big why, that big purpose, you stay focused and lasered. When you haven't identified it or it's not big enough, it's yeah. easy to get distracted. Yeah. And that's why I challenge people all the time when I'm coaching folks or, or you know helping folks or you know whatever it is. If you haven't identified that big why and that purpose, you have a huge uh, piece of homework to do first, right? So true. You got to get that right first. So true. I read, I read a book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Yeah. And then it's all small stuff if it doesn't have anything to do with your purpose. Yeah. And it keeps me in a spirit of gratitude. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Because I'm so thankful that, because well, once you find your purpose, you feel so thankful and grateful that you're able to walk in that purpose. Absolutely. If anything else out of that, it's okay, right? Because maybe it's designed to get me back in my lane to focus on my purpose. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You, you know what I mean? And that's how I think about things. So I'm just grateful, man. So thankful. And, uh, and, and I really want to see people in that place because then they have that internal joy and not looking for that happiness from external results. Yeah. And I know one of the things you talked about as well is not getting stuck. And that anchors to this as well. Not getting stuck on the initial agenda and roadmap, man. Elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, and I can, I, you know what's so funny you know what's so funny too is I could think of times and situations where people, where people well Mr. Self you said we were going to do yeah 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 no you, you're right it's just you know we become over dependent on our own agenda mm-hmm. and sometimes here's, here's what I found I'm going to speak for myself because of all the mistakes I've made and I've made a ton of mistakes like whatever you're thinking right now more Mm-hmm. And so, right. And so it's allowed me to be a better man, a better husband, better father. All these mistakes I've made allow me to have conversations I wouldn't have had with my wife, with my kids. Right. That allowed me to be better in that relationship. Right. I'm so thankful. You know what I mean? As long as you communicate through the mistake. Otherwise, you won't get better. You're just like, oh, well. Right. right. So, um, so, so, so becoming overdependent on your own agenda, my friend, is like, you know, so you're so rigid. That if it, it doesn't look like this, if it doesn't happen like this, then it's not right. And I found that that is not true at all. In mm-hmm. all my successful friends, the road to success did not look like they thought it was going to look when they put it in their head. Exactly. Right. And um, and I'm so thankful, like yourself, that they had purpose because it kept them just moving through all the zigzags. Sometimes I call it my slingshot season. Yes. And I felt like I was going back. I'm like, God, why do you have me going backwards? But he was pulling me backwards to thrust me, right? That slingshot, when he let it go, it threw me so far ahead of anywhere I thought I'd ever Absolutely. be. Absolutely. parts of the world I didn't even know existed. I'm like, whoever thought I'd be in Reykjavik? I'm like, where is this? Like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so my point is, is that is that it was my slingshot season. So look, I'm, I'm an introvert, James, right? Which simply means I'm okay by myself. I'm okay being, I can Same read here. a book and a hammock. I don't need to be at a party. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, so that's an introvert. I'm an introvert by nature. I'm still an introvert today. So it's not natural for me to go out and just meet strangers. Right. That's not natural. I can do it because I believe in expanding my comfort zone, but it's not my natural space. Yeah. Same here. Right? Yep. So 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 you would never think that this guy's going to speak in front of tens of thousands. This guy's going to be in sales and marketing. This guy's right. So if I depended on my own agenda, I would have to say well, as an introvert, I guess I'll just be doing right this. But because I didn't become over dependent on my own agenda, it led me, we call it connecting the dots, right? Mm-hmm. So it led me from one place to the junior usher board at my church. And my mom said I need to make friends. So she made me join a junior usher board. And the only reason I got the job in retail is because I put junior usher board on my app with my job application as an extracurricular activity, which shows you how much of a nerd right. I was. <laughs> Who in the world puts junior usher board on a job application? Right. <laughs> but that was getting that job. At that time was real. That, yeah, it was it real. Yeah. Me, my wife, mm-hmm. who worked at the mall, which led me to um, quitting the job because I, I got in this altercation because mm-hmm. I worked in in the hood, if you will. Yeah, and um, it was it was bad. It was a, a bad environment, and um, this guy threatened my life. He called the store, but my wife answered the phone. If if I hadn't have married my wife, who worked at the store, my wife wouldn't have answered the phone. Right, it would have been some cashier. Right, and my wife wouldn't answer the phone. She. She wouldn't have called my mom. A regular cashier wouldn't have called my mom. But my mom said, hey, Tracy told me what's going on. You need to quit that job. 
I can't thank James of anybody else in this world that I quit my job for, except my mom. I'm yeah. the only child, by the way. She's like, I'm not losing you over no foolishness. You're my only one. Quit your job today. I was like, Mom, I got responsibility. I got a house, I got a car. She's like, quit your job. And I quit. That's wow. how I quit my job. People think I quit wow. because I have an entrepreneur. I, got, I quit because my mom said, I'm not losing you over no, over no foolishness. Wow. So I quit my job that day. That thrust me into an entrepreneur at the age of 25. Wow. So my point is, all that from being an introvert, my mom making me join the junior usher board, to me putting on a job application that I wouldn't have had that job, which means I wouldn't have met my wife at that store, which means that she wouldn't have called my mom who told me to quit my job, which means I wouldn't have been an entrepreneur at 25. Mm, 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 mm. Man, that's so much there. And that and that um, that 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 to me is like a closing point, man. It's this uh, the flexibility on the roadmap. It's like it's like the Mike Tyson pop, right? Everybody have a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> so true, man. Look, man. Let me let me recap, and if I miss anything, man, jump in because these are so good. So, and let me say this to people too: if you were expecting kind of a technical thing or what's business to find and whatnot, this is not that. Because the whole thing of finding businesses and whatnot, you can Google that. You, there, there, there are plenty yeah, of businesses. Exactly. You can Google what the PL looks like for certain businesses and the margins and all that. That's easy. Yeah. Okay. The part is the you. How do you approach it and get yourself prepared and go through the journey? So, one, Darnell's point of mentorship. Okay. Don't try it. Find somebody who's already tried it and get that wisdom. Lock up with somebody who's done it. And quite frankly, not only done it successfully, you want someone who's got some scar tissue. You've yeah. been through the failures. Ask yeah. him to tell you about their failures. Yeah. Ask him to tell you about the failures. Like the- by the way, James, who have fruit. Yes. Right? They're not just successful, but they're successors, right? So they, they have also duplicated. They can show you, look, I've mentored several people. Because yes. a lot of folks have done it, but they have not been able to teach it. To do it and be able to teach others to do it are two different skills. They're two very different skills. Yeah. Absolutely. Great point. Two, be coachable. I love Darnell's point of <laughs> everyone defines coachability different. So be coachable. Be someone who's able to do the things that you actually don't feel need to be done. Like be, think about that. Think about the Mr. Miyagi example. You want to go do Kung Fu. The last thing you're thinking about is wax on, wax off. So are you going to be willing to do the things that someone says doesn't fit within the sphere that you expect? Two, within there as well, See failure as a verb, not a noun. Know that you will fail and it, w- it may not feel well. And are you going to be willing to stand up more times than you fall? Point three, get an accountability partner. Have someone who's going to make those calls, uh, call you when you don't feel like getting up. Call you to whatever it is. Go to the track. Go to uh, the workout place. Go to the meetings. Go to those different uh, events. Take the flight to the conference, right? Work up all night on the homework or whatever the case be. Get an accountability partner. Number four, personal development. You're going to have to work on yourself. You're going to have to uh, go through and persist, take the punches and keep going. And, and point five, don't get wed to what you think is the roadmap. Yeah. This is a tapestry. It's never, it's never a straight line. It yeah. is squiggly as a mug. <laughs> 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 Even in the W2 environment, it's squiggly as a mark. No one gets yep. the straight up to the right. It doesn't work yep. that way. Yeah. Far few in between do you find anyone say, Oh, you know, I wanted to be a CFO. I came right out with a BA in finance and I got my first junior accountant job. Then I went through accounts payable and I went straight up the right. Rarely. Very, right, very, very rarely. Very, yeah. very rarely. D, this was really, really good, brother. Really good. Any any parting words of advice that we didn't cover, man? No, man, that, that was great. It's been, it's been fun. And you're absolutely right. I think uh, the technical side, right? Some of us are tacticians and we're like, but you can, I would say, still do that homework. 
right? Yeah, still, and that's absolutely. what you'll find an accountability partner and a coach because they'll say, hey, look, you know, let's take a look at not just the investment, but the return. Yes. Right? Because the return is, is more important than the investment. Yes, absolutely. Like, that's 100000 in in the property. If it's worth 300000 even if I don't have 100000 you know what I mean? I, I, I borrow 10000 from 10 people. Those are called my investments. Exactly. Absolutely. Right? So, so, that, so yes, the, the technical part, you still need that. Right. Not what this podcast was about this episode maybe we can do another one on that but yes. but, but you still that's why you need a coach so they can say here's your homework assignment right because you need to look at this and see if it's a fit exactly you are in life right now exactly so if you right? do the technical so, part to identify the business you want to be in this now has has you mentally prepared to approach exactly. that mentor and go through the rest of the process you feel which is the most important thing absolutely so calling solution yeah. audience as always this, these are our views our thoughts on this topic want to hear your views wherever you're listening or watching drop them in the comment section we'll be sure to respond uh, as always be informed be empowered be accountable see you next episode